You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Jesus, that we are released to hear the word, to understand the word. The word comes with power and with light. There shall be no contradictions, no errors. The word of God shall come with clarity of thought, of understanding, of purpose, and of expression. We submit because Jesus is exalted. We are edified. And we bear fruit alongside the body of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Dignifying humanity. Praise God. All right, so we're continuing with living heaven on earth, part 15. Part 15. We continue to see that God has a design for the earth. God has a design for the earth. And God wants to see that the earth represents his character, his model. And that's what we talk when we talk about living heaven on earth. It is reflecting God's nature in the earth. It is reflecting God's nature in the earth. Most of the things we think it is are the things that rather divide us. If you see people fighting, they're fighting over properties. They're fighting over money. They're fighting over a, a husband or a wife. They are fighting over men or women. They are fighting. The things that actually we think makes a man live heaven on earth are the things that divide us. But when we have the right understanding of living heaven on earth, we would actually use these things to bring us together. Praise God. So a man who has an understanding that living up on earth is just having properties or maybe having a good family and all of that, and that's all they think about living heaven on earth, will always in the end destroy others with what they get or they shall be destroyed by what they get. Praise God. Matthew 21 verse 5. Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you. Lowly, lowly, and sitting on a donkey, a colt, a foal of a donkey. 
The donkey represents meekness. People put their burdens on the donkey. The donkey carries the burdens of people. The king of our kingdom did not sit on a horse. He sat on a donkey. His kingdom is of meekness. So meekness is the believer's kingdom authority over arrogance. Meekness is the believer's kingdom authority over arrogance. So when you see a true believer who understands their nature, they live in meekness. They are not arrogant. Demonstration of meekness is that they always don't seek for their right. They know who they are, just like they are master. They know they have all the power, but they use their power rather to be a blessing to others. And therefore, they would have to rather come down. That's how they can be a blessing to them. So they don't always stand up for their right. This is my right. This is my right. This is my right. No. Bible said God became a man. God became a man. And he did not see that as a robbery. Robbery of his power. Robbery of who he is. No. He saw that rather as a blessing to humanity. In him we had peace. He took instructions that made him look like a fool. That made him look like he was lower. That made him look like he did not amount to anything. Listen, when you see yourself too much, you can take instructions. When you see yourself too much, you can take rebukes. Anytime you're rebuked or anytime you, you take instructions and you are not able to receive them in love, you are actually looking at yourself as higher. You are seeing yourself as better. You are seeing yourself that you do, are not the one to be talked to in that way. You are not the one to be addressed that way. You are not the one. Anytime you see yourself, you can live your kingdom nature. You have to be selfless. Jesus is God. He is not ignorant, ignorant of the fact that he is God. No. He knew. Christians are not ignorant of the fact that they have received power. They have been dignified. They have been made a blessing. 
but they can never walk in that blessing when they are arrogant. When the world receives material things, they actually think that is the blessing. So they become very arrogant, and even when they are giving you something, they give to you in what? Arrogance. They are better than you. But that's not the true blessing. As a matter of fact, true blessing is making other peoples look better than you. That's how you can be a blessing. If everybody was living that way, tell me how there's going to be a fight in this world. If I see you better than me, and you see me better than you, tell me where there's going to be a fight. The problem of most believers is that we have been told so much of what we have been made, but we have not actually been told how to, how to live what we have been made. Yeah. So you see, when you meet the average believer, all they talk about is their right. I'm a son. I have joined, um, joined heirs with who? With Christ Jesus. And the head and not what? You see, and when you are speaking all of these big cliches, in their mind, they are better than you. Yeah, they are better than you. So you see, they are looking for you to actually idolize them. Hey, are you hearing me? And in doing that, they have to make you small. But that's the world's tactics. That's the world's understanding. That before I can go up, I should put somebody what? No. No. Our king sat on the coal. And what we are reading right now is eternal life. The life of the Messiah. So if you think you have eternal life in you, this is the life you live. You live in meekness. 
This is how the eternal life works in a believer. Eternal life is not pride and arrogance. Eternal life is meekness. Anytime you see eternal life being demonstrated, it is done in meekness. Say meekness. Oh, say meekness. Look at Matthew 5.11. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you. And say what? And say what? All kinds what? Of evil against you. Uh Did you see that? Blessed are. So who is a blessed man? Hello? Who is a blessed man? One who is persecuted and they are saying all kinds of what? Evil things falsely against him. For God's sake. So you see the difference. The gulf difference. Between who the world calls blessed? Oh, hello? Do you know that if you decide to show love, you would always be hurt? Anytime you show love for God's sake, huh, you'll be hurt. True or false? True or false? But why do you think it is so? Is it because you are not doing the right thing? It is because there are fewer people like you. That's why you are blessed. It means that many don't have the heart and the understanding you You have. That's actually rather why you are blessed. Many are walking with the world than walking in the word. Many are following after the model of the world and not the model of Christ. What it rather means is that we need more of such people in our world. And that would make the world a better place. Praise God. So you see, as you model it, it becomes infectious. It becomes contagious. And you are recruiting more people after your kind. But when you actually respond just like them, you are retrogressing the process. Are you getting the understanding? (laughs) 
Look at Isaiah. Let's do the look first. Luke 11, 49 to 52. Therefore, the wisdom of God also said, I will send them prophets and apostles. Watch this. And some of them, they will kill and persecute. That the blood of all the prophets, which was shared from the foundation of the world, may be required of this generation. From the blood of Abel to the blood of Zachariah, who perished between the altar and the temple. Yes, I say to you, it shall be required of this generation. Woe to you lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourselves, and those who were entering in, you hindered them. You have taken away the key of what? Can you see that most of the things we teach, we have taken away the key of knowledge. Most of the things we teach in church these days, we have taken away the key of knowledge. We have all actually been teaching that we fight to take our place. Is that not it? Fight. When you go to church, that's what you hear more. Fight. When we go to our prayer meetings, fight. Is that not it? Somebody is taking your property. They are taking your glory. When somebody takes your property, they take your glory. They have taken the, away the key of what? Knowledge. What's the key of knowledge? Love your enemies. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the key of knowledge. If they had the key of knowledge, they will not kill the prophets. If the world understands what we understand right now, Jesus would never have been killed. Why do righteous men always suffer? Because the world is not like the kingdom of our God. We have been sent here for that purpose. Oh, praise God. So the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees were showing leadership just like the world sees leadership. They took away the key of knowledge. They stood in the way. They were showing people the wrong direction. They themselves are not entering. And they are not allowing others to what? Playing politics with the world, showing their debility. We speak the language of the world. When I see us speaking, the, do you know me? 
you don't know me. You know, do you know me? Who are you? It is the language of the world. It's the language of the world. As you're sitting, you don't even know what is going on in your body. You don't know whether your lungs are in place. Yes. That within minutes, you said, who, hey, do you know me? Do you know me? You walked two minutes and your lungs have failed you. Who are you? And if you keep saying, do you know me? Do you know? It means you, you don't know yourself. Are we the ones who tell you who you are? You are confused. Isaiah 51, 7 to 8. Listen to me, you who know, you who know righteousness. You people in whose heart is my law. Watch this. Everybody read it together. Go. Do not fear what? The reproach of men. Uh-huh. Nor be afraid of their insults. Mm-hmm. For the moth will eat them up like a garment. And the worm will eat them like wool. But my righteousness will be forever. And my salvation from generation to generation. Oh, glory. Don't follow after the dictates of the world. He said the won't take you anywhere. You'll be eating like moth. You'll be eating like wool. In other words, you are like a worm. Oof. But my righteousness is forever. If we want to prolong the days on the earth, we have to understand our culture, understand our kingdom line. That's why we say dignifying humanity, projecting Christ. So we dignify humanity. Are you getting the point? How do we do that? We do that by projecting the Christ model. Is that very clear? That's how we do that. How do we do that? We do that by living heaven on earth. That's why that's our vision statement. So somebody said, how are you? He said, I'm living heaven on earth. So you know, how you, are you living heaven on earth? You are dignifying humanity by the Jesus model, by the Christ model. That's our life. Don't be afraid of their insults. They'll call you a fool. Some will take advantage of you. Have you not taken advantage of others? 
Don't you even still do? Are you here? Ah, are you here? Don't you do? Even before coming to church. You do. So Paul will say in 1 Corinthians 6, allow yourself to be cheated. Yes. Allow yourself to be cheated. So can't you allow yourself to be cheated? Minister Eden. Allow yourself to be cheated. Allow. Allow. That is his righteousness. Do we think, don't we think we place math on God every time? Hey, look up. Did you, didn't, you, didn't you place math on me this morning? <laughs> Small one. <laughs> so, we, we do that. We all do that. Does he rain curse on us? Does he kill us instantly? And we are to replicate this nature, this model upon all others. Praise God. We all do that. We do that. All right. Okay. So we see God's plan on the earth. All that Isaiah was talking about. All that Luke was talking about. All that Jesus was talking about, all the scriptures we've read, Matthew 5, Luke 11, Isaiah 51. Did they talk about heaven? All that they were talking about must be happening where? So we see God's plan where? In the earth. So stop going to heaven, going to heaven. When you have relegated your model, hear what? On earth. And you're always talking about on that la 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 la. <laughs> and you're la 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 la. So heaven is not a destination. Heaven is an atmosphere. Heaven is the life and the spirit of God. Heaven is God's sanctuary in the earth. Heaven is not a destination. Heaven is an atmosphere. Heaven is the life. And the spirit of God. Heaven is God's sanctuary in the earth.
Hello? So my good works is not for points. And just like the Israelites receiving the Ten Commandments, we did not see that he gave them the Ten Commandments as a qualification for salvation. We saw that he gave them the Ten Commandments after he had saved them, after he had, after he had rescued them. Praise God. So rather, they have been given what it takes. Is that very clear? To live God's model on the earth. It is not for point. See, it's not for point. That God accepts me when I do good. No. No. He has accepted you what? Already. And has given you his image. So you can do good like he does. So you don't do good to score points. You don't. It's your nature. It's your nature. Clear? Yes. Say, it's my nature. So everything the believer does according to God's image in them, they do it because that's who they are. It is not to score points. As a matter of fact, no Jew believed that God gave them the commandments so that he could save them. That's why they sang the song, for his message shall endure, ever faithful, ever sure. So they knew God's character. That his mercies are forever. So we must understand our role in the earth as God's people. Genesis 1, 1 to 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, and that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the what? Oh, the what? So the Genesis factor, what we just read, shows us God's design. Divided. He divided the light from what? The darkness. And he called the light what? Day. So say, I am the day people. The word divided is the word badal. Calling light out of darkness is redemption. So God redeemed us out of what? Darkness. Is that very clear? So Moses was actually telling us right from the beginning that God in the fall of man, when man will fall, chaos. Eh? Is that very clear? The earth is chaos. The earth is, is void. The earth is, 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 is empty okay, and formless. All of that is referencing the fall. Are you getting the point? Okay, in the midst of the fall, there's darkness. Is that very clear? But God will deliver you and I from the darkness. Is that clear? Look at 2 Corinthians 4, 4 to 6. Paul explained that. 
Let's all read it together. So where is Paul quoting from? He's quoting from um, Genesis 1, 1 to 5. Are we getting the point? And look at what he's going to say. Everybody go. Whose minds mm -hmm, the God of this age has blinded? Who do not believe? Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Mm -hmm. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves, your born servants, for Jesus' sake. Now, look at the six carefully. Everybody go. For. So, where did he do that? Genesis. Did you read that? Okay, so he commanded the light to what? Shine out of darkness. Who has what? Shone in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. When you preach the message, you preach the knowledge of God. That's the Holy Ghost. You transfer it to somebody. The moment they receive, they are called out of darkness into what? Light. Praise God. Did you get that? He said, it has shown in what? Our hearts. So when you preach the message to them too, it shines in their hearts when they receive. Praise God. Is that very clear? So now, because of the knowledge of the gospel, we now carry the face of Christ. <laughs> we resemble Christ. Is that very clear? We are Christ-like. Is it making sense to you now? You see that normally crowd, they say that when people live long together, they look like one another. Have you heard that thing before? Okay. Me, I, 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 I keep processing it. Very soon, I'm sure I would understand it. Yes. The day I'll look like my wife. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. But, but the point is, the moment the eternal light enters you, now you look like who? Christ. You carry his face. So whatever it means is that wherever you go, they see Christ in you. Praise God. They see Christ's word in you. Say they see Christ in me. Is that very clear? Look at Leviticus 11, 43 to 45. Look at it. You shall not make yourselves abominable with any creeping thing that creeps, nor shall you make yourselves unclean with them, lest you be defiled by them. For I am the Lord your God, you shall therefore consecrate yourselves and you shall be holy for 
I am holy. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any creeping thing that creeps on the earth. For I am the Lord. Everybody read, go. Who brings you up out of the land of Egypt to be your God? So he brings them out first. He calls them out. He gives them a transfer, a transplant of himself. So now he says, you shall therefore be holy because I am. So he brings them out. Just like he calls day out of what? The night. Separation. So he separates us. And then now instructs us to be his face upon the earth. Is that very clear? Say, I am God's face. I am holy. Because he is holy. So I carry out his separation all over the earth. Exodus 21 to 3. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God. Who brought you what? Out of the land of Egypt. Out of the house of bondage. Then he says three, you shall have no other God's word. So this is the Ten Commandments he's going to pour out. But first he tells them he brought them what? Is it past tense? Is it past tense? When we read the Leviticus, is it past tense? He's the one that does that. So he does that and then he now tells us we can do that. Praise God. So you see, the command is not for unbelievers. Because they don't have his nature. Therefore, he cannot be their model. They don't have it. So Paul said, we cannot judge those who are outside. That's why Peter said, judgment will start from what? The house of the Lord. That's what he meant. It doesn't mean that on the last day, you're going to bring your mother's food and the, the meat you stole. And then you see it in the picture. <laughs> Hello? So he brought them out. It depicts salvation. Is that very clear? Yes. That's salvation. They were brought out. You have been brought. Say, I've been brought out. Out of what? Out of what? Bondage. The land of Egypt. The house of bondage. Is that very clear? Yes. So that is redemption. Is that very clear? And then holiness from salvation. Is that clear? Leviticus 11.47. Look at what it says. Everybody say Look at everybody, 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 everybody. Listen to something. Listen, listen. Okay, go. Praise God. To this, between what? The light and the Good and good. This is how they can know. 
the world will know what is clean and what is on. We would be able to live in such a way that they can distinguish. Yes, it's eating. So eating, it represents what you feed on. So you shall not eat. We won't live like them. We won't feed on what they feed on. We have been made differently. Is that very clear? Yes. Okay. So it's so important to know that this is who God has made me. Is that very clear? Have you seen the goat feeding on soap before? <laughs> no. So you must know who you are. You know where you take your fish from. And sometimes when we allow the world to tell us who we are, we are so pitiful as believers. It's as if we are not able to distinguish between what is unclean and what is what? Is very clear? Hmm? Okay. Say, I've been separated. The word badal, badal, B-A-D-A-L, to divide, to separate, to severe, or to, to set apart, to make distinction, difference, to divide into parts. So Genesis 1.5, God called day, the light day, and called the darkness what? Night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. Hello? The word call is the word kara. Write it down. Kara. Like your daughter, Kara. Q-A-R-A, Kara. To call unto someone. To call unto someone. So what it is is that it's a functional word to put an identity on someone. He called me day. He called me holy. He called me set apart. He called me distinguished. Oh, praise God. Is that very clear? So it's a functional word. Say it's a functional word. So he gave you an idea. So it's just like somebody calling M. M. When they call you, hey! That's not an identity. Are you getting the point? Uh -huh. But then when they call you, Adam, they call you Emmanuel. That's an identity right there. Okay? And there's a certain expectation of them. Is that very clear? So it's functional. They call, so you see, it's like calling of graduates. 
Some people graduate, okay, and they are called nurses, okay, and then they are giving a badge. So we have been called. He has given us his name. He is the light. He has made us light. Oh, praise God. We function in his place. We function in his character. We have his name. Are you getting it? Yes. It's an understanding the lady has. Yes. Because she's actually referring to scripture. I've called you by my name. Yes. I've called you. So you are the called. You are the called of God. You are the called of God. Ah, I am the called of God. I function in his character. I function in his place. I walk with him alike. He does it. And I do save. Glory. Is that very clear? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Look at his example. Look at his example. I'll finish right now. Look at his example. John 17, 15 to 18. Everybody go. My prayer is not that word. Hello? So you see, Jesus says, stop the heaven thing. Stop the heaven thing. Yeah, call, yeah, call heaven, yeah, call heaven. Yeah, the bra, bra, bekwa, koduki, odu, nyamini. Ah, ah. Odivo, kanwo, ah, 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 ah. My prayer is not that you take them what? Out of the world. No. No. That's not his prayer. The word prayer is the word wish or desire. That's not God's desire. That we are taking out of the world. Did they, you understand that? Yeah, that's not his desire. That's not. Gentlemen, did you see that? Did you see that? Yes. That's not his desire. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you what? You protect them from the evil one. Mm -hmm. Everybody read, go. They are not of the world. Even as I am not of it. Can you see the identity? He is comparing us to what? Himself. We are the called. We're functioning in his character. We're functioning in his place. Is that, is that very clear? Let's continue. Go. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Uh-huh. As you sent me into the world, I have what? Send them into the world. 
our difference is in the world. It's not going to heaven. Our difference is in the world. This is where we make the Hello. Say we live heaven on the earth. Say we live heaven on the earth. Say he has called me and he has given me the power to live his character, his nature, his model. In the earth, in this earth, I make the difference by Him. Glory. Grace, glory is grace. At the cross, you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth. <laughs>